Everybody, welcome to another episode of Cinema Conversations with Poe. I'm your host, Poe. And before we get into today's episode, I just want to say I just have a couple of announcements to make, and one of them being is just to say thank you to those who have listened and that are following the podcast. It really means a lot. The support and the comments have been overwhelming, they've been brilliant. I've been so blown away by it, and I never thought that I'd be doing something like this. It's it's absolutely crazy. Um, we've hit double digits, which is a great direction of where this podcast is going. I've not really got a plan of where this of, for this podcast to go anywhere, but it's insane to know that that we've hit double digits, which is a great direction uh, for this podcast. So thank you so much. Um, if you haven't, just to say, if you want to press the bell icon and have notifications on available, so then when uh, a pod, uh, an episode is released, you don't miss it and you're up to date with them all. Um, I also want to say that uh, I should, by the end of this week, hopefully, I should have a Twitter page and a Facebook page out as well. I was thinking an Instagram page, but I don't know how a Instagram page would work for it, with it being a podcast. Um, so I think I'm going to leave that for the time being. I think I'm going to try and see about putting it on YouTube, um, perhaps, and go from there. Obviously, of course, I've just got to be careful with YouTube in terms of... Uh, music and copyright and stuff um but i may be doing that uh possibly might be trying to get it on apple music um because i do have an id but i'm not too sure you know it's been a long time since i've used apple so i'm a bit i think i do but i'm not too sure but i've had a couple of people saying is it going to be available on apple music and i've said at the moment of time it's only available on spotify um but i'm hoping i can get it onto apple music and other streaming services as well so you know got 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 some stuff to keep me occupied with this but for the time being this is only on spotify um trying gonna see about getting it on other places to show uh to stream sorry so but yeah uh, I can only um, just want to point out as well. I'm sorry for the bad editing in terms of the music, because um, I had an idea of I wanted to have the Mission Impossible theme, uh, but it only put like a thirty second segment of it, and I was like, okay. So I apologize for the bad editing on that. But yeah, as as I uh, as today in today's episode, this is episode three. Uh, we're going to talk about, and, uh, and it will be a spoiler-free review, just to point out, of Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. As I said, it's a spoiler-free review of my thoughts and what I thought about the film. Uh, it's also the seventh installment in the uh, franchise, which is absolutely insane. Who would have thought that this was uh, based on the show, and then the next thing you know, we've got seven films in the franchise, it's absolutely insane. And and and, and bef- just before I get into it, these films just keep getting better and better and better. Dead Reckoning, especially, was just unbelievable. It was great. But yeah, Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. So let's get into it. Uh, the film is directed by Chris Christopher McQuarrie, who he's directed the last two Mission Impossible films. Uh, he directed Rogue Nation and Fallout, 
uh, now Dead Reckoning Part 1, and he will also be directing the final instalment, uh, Dead Reckoning Part 2. Uh, he wrote, directed and produced it, along with Tom Cruise, who also produced it. Um, the film stars Tom Cruise, Hayley Atwell, Rebecca Ferguson, Vanessa Kirby, Pom Clementif, Isa Morales, Simon Pegg, Vig Rams and Henry Cherney back as Kittredge. Uh, which, that's not a spoiler at all. If you've watched the trailer, you'll know that Kittredge is back. And I just want to say as well, if you're not, um, if you've not seen the Mission Impossible films, you don't necessarily have to watch them to understand it. You can pretty much more or less get the, um, pretty much get the whole plot of watching a Mission Impossible film. But the only thing I would say is maybe considering watching the first Mission Impossible, because as I said, Kittredge is back from the first one, so it might help for you just to be there. It's not one of them that it's not like the MCU where you've got to watch all of them to understand everything because you can pretty much understand everything as the film goes on. Excuse me, forgive me. There is references and callback to the previous films, but nothing completely mega. Um, I mean, I've only seen, uh, I've seen the first one. I haven't seen two and three, and I call myself a, a Mission Impossible for, Mission Impossible fan. Um, but no, uh, you, you know, it's not one of them that you have to absolutely pay attention to everything. It's not like that at all. You can go in there free, and at the end, it's it, you know, it's a summer blockbuster. It's a great. It, it's fantastic. You know, you don't have to pay too much attention to the others, as I've, as I've stated three times so forgive me <laughs> but um yeah mission impossible dead reckoning part one and boy what a film this was it was absolutely incredible as i've stated um i'm probably gonna end up using that a lot throughout this episode but it was fantastic from the f from the opening shot to the ending this film has you on edge from from the first opening sequence, from the first sequence, and it's it is it is really well written. The film is fantastic, fantastically well written. Christopher McQuarrie is a genius. He is absolutely brilliant. I think, in terms of the story, the story has just gone better. You know, Rogue Nation was fantastic, and then they did Fallout, and then they've. You know, Dead Reckoning Part 1. I think he'll be writing the second one. Um, and he's fantastic. He, you know, the writing in this film is fantastic. And another thing as well about Dead, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 is that it's very story-driven. And you'll know what I mean when 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 you watch it. But it's very, it's all about the characters, you know. They're, it's much more deeper than just... The, the action and the stunts and, and the violence, you know, it, it's it's very much character story driven, you know, and uh, if, if you're fond of these films or, you know, you love the, the spy films, you'll know what exactly what I mean when I say that it's very story driven and it's fantastic. The story is fantastic. The story constantly has you on edge and constantly asks you questions you as the as the audience as the viewer constantly asking going what what's going to happen what is going on what does this mean you know it's 
it is really well written and the dialogue in this film as well is just superb the the talking between the characters that probably didn't make sense forgive me but in terms of the monologues they are brilliant it's not cheesy it's not over the top it is just incredibly well written and it has its moments where it is funny you know it's not forced comedy it's comedy that's well written if that makes any sense forgive me you know because you can watch some films and the comedy can be forced like the mcu films they can be forced i mean let's be serious it's not a dig towards the mcu but they can be forced but in this film they're you know the humor it's on point it works well it's great but the writing is fantastic and christopher mcquarrie is a, a fantastic writer i don't think he gets the recognition he deserves for in terms of the writer on this because i feel like the reason why the last two films of mission impossible the last two mission impossible films have been brilliant is because of the writing the writing is a key role in these films you know some spy films can be a little cheesy or a little cringy but these these are like they're, they're fantastically well written films and i think when you can do that especially for something like this and then keep getting better and better it's just like how 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 do they keep doing this you know it's fantastic as i said the opening shot has you on the edge of your seat it from the minute it opens up it has you hooked and it have never been so gripped within a film let alone i've never been on the edge of my seat that many times with a film like this either because it was unbelievable and i'm not going to get too much into it because as i said it's a spoiler free review but it is absolutely incredible. This film is is showing you why these films matter, but also why going to the cinema matters and why cinema itself matters. Because this is really big scale action packed film. It is brilliant. You know, Tom Cruise at 61 is showing you that he's still got it. You know, this man has been doing films since the 80s and he just keeps proving time after time after time after time that he's the man and he's still got this. And he's just fantastic. You know, um, I thought one of the coolest thing was, I, I think it, I think they've shown it in the last two uh, Mission Impossible films, but I just love it when every time it, they're doing the uh, opening sequences and it says a Tom Cruise production, I thought... That's just so cool. Like, I don't know what it is. It's just something that I thought that was really cool. But no, it Tom Cruise at 61. I mean, he doesn't even look like he's 61 either, but he's still got it. And he's, you know, the stunts in these in this film, like, there are reason, there's a reason why he gets paid the big, big bucks. And the, the Mission Impossible films are proof that this is why he gets paid the big bucks. Because these stunts are unbelievable. You know, he, I, I, I watched a, a BTS um, behind the scenes of uh, of uh, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning, and it turns out that he'd spent like something stupid, like six months learning how to drive a car one handedly. 
and like drifting it and everything and i was like oh my god i was like that's insane you know i was like that is absolutely unbelievable that you uh, for him to spend six months learning how to do that everything in that scene is real it's shot on location uh you know very minimal cgi in this everything is majority of it is practical i'm sure i'm you know there's probably going to be bits at times where there is cgi in it and everything but most part of it it's all practical and that scene in particular where they're driving through rome it's not a spoiler uh it's um it's incredible that that chasing is just unbelievable uh and Haley Atwell man she is what an addition she is to the Mission Impossible films um uh, I can't talk too much on her part because without going into spoiler territory so we'll keep it at that but she is an incredible addition to the Mission Impossible film uh to Dead Reckoning part 1 sorry and she absolutely nails it she almost is just as better than ethan in this film she's absolutely incredible if you're not familiar with Haley atwell she um she was agent carter in uh the mcu uh captain america's love interest and she also had two seasons of uh agent carter uh that's what her most uh known what she's probably more more well known for is playing agent carter in uh, the mcu and you know she's great she's a fantastic actress um but she was brilliant in this film she was really good it's almost it's almost like she she was just perfect i can't say how can't go on too much because you know as i said spoiler territory and i'm making that very clear that this is a spoiler free review um but she was just an incredible addition to this film and she was brilliant she was oh she was great really really good um there were some new stars in this uh, well a few um a couple actually there was her herself um and there was Haley Atwell Plum Clement Plum Clementif who, again, if you're not familiar, was also from the MCU films. She played Mantis in Guardians of the Galaxy. And I gotta say, she just looked like she was having a, a ball. You know, she just looked like she was having a fun time with this. And you and you could see it in her when, when you're watching it. When you watch a film with, with actors, you can tell when they're enjoying a film and when they're not. With Pom, she definitely looked like she had a good time and... Her action sequences that she had with Tom Cruise were really good. There's one in particular with her, and she was a total badass. She was menacing. I, I mean, the only little problem I had was that I wished that there was a bit more with her. But for what we got in the film, she was great. She she was fantastic. Um, with it, There's some new returning faces into this, particularly um, Cherney, uh I forgot, his name. I forgot the guy's name. What's his name again? Henry Cherney. Forgive me. Uh, it was great to see Henry Cherney back. As I said, he's from the first film, playing Eugene Kittredge, and was the head of the uh, of IMF. And it was... Again, it's hard to not really go into spoiler territory with this. But let's just say there's... Well, it's actually in the trailer. There's a monologue where he's explaining about Ethan and his past and his uh his colleagues 
and it's just incredibly it's fantastically written but how he delivers the lines is just incredible it was in it was it was fantastic you uh henry cherney back as eugene i thought was a was a great move to bring back in the mission impossible films uh, in dead reckoning part one sorry um it was it was you know as i said it was really great to see him back in this uh i think he's gonna have a more i think he's gonna have a bigger role in part two just because of what goes on in part one i mean i've seen a couple of people uh i read online that people were like i don't understand why there's a two-part to it you know and for the most part of it i can sort of understand but at the same time i can't because you know i remember what uh, reading an interview that tom uh, cruise gave and he said that they were going to do part one and then part two would be the final send-off for Ethan. Whether that means Ethan's going to die, I don't know. Um, but it might be in a happy ending for Ethan Hunt. It might not be. We don't know. We just got to wait and find out and see what happens. But this film was incredible in terms of the stunts. Oh, my Lord. That cliff motorbike sequence stunt was god that was just unbelievable the honest i cannot stress this enough this film really they really just excelled this level excelled this to higher and you just think to yourself okay fallout was bigger and better and then this was also bigger and better and you have to ask yourself where how 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 are they going to get better for part two how are they going to get bigger for this what are they going to do for part two it's going to be insane um you know it's it's the stun oh gosh i really wish i could talk go into spoiler territory spoilers territories but i'm not that person and with the film only just being out it just wouldn't be right but overall, I'm going to say that this film is incredible. The The writing is fantastic. The cinematography is stunning. There's one scene in particular where it's where Tom Cruise is running, ironically, but you get the whole view of him. You see him running, but then like the whole view of uh, that's, uh, the, the airport. But, you know... I'm probably not gonna make. I'm not probably not making sense here. The whole view of like the airport and everything, but you'll know what I mean when I watch it. It's just how they've shot it. It's it's a wonderful shot. It's almost like, from what I understand, I think it could be a medium zoom out shot, or it's not a long shot. Uh, it didn't feel like a long shot, but it is brilliant. The cinematography is stunning in this film, and this one thing about the the. Uh, one thing I've loved about the Mission Impossible films is the cinematography. Cinematography, since, I want to say since Ghost Protocol, because I haven't seen 2 and 3, um, the cinematography from Ghost Protocol up until uh, Dead Reckoning Part 1, the cinematography in these films have been incredible. You know, how they've done certain shots. There's one, actually, I think it's in Ghost Protocol, and it's when Ethan's um, on the... He's in Dubai, he's on the one of the buildings, and how they've just 
how they place the camera is incredible. It really is incredible. But and and the music, oh, Lorna Buff is a master. He is an absolute. He's an incredible composer. He's a, he's one of my favorite composers actually. He he's um if you're not familiar with Lorna Buff, uh, he's done work on the Assassin's Creed games, uh. Brotherhood, I believe, and he also did Revelations. I think I could be wrong, um, but he also did the music for Bad Boys. I'm trying to think what else has he done. Uh, he's done a lot. <laughs> it's hard to keep up with all the films that he's done, but the music in in this film, the score, absolutely incredible the the uh, the rolling credits the, the title sequence credits is great i think as well the theme uh that they've done for this i think it might be my favorite theme i mean you know you can't forget danny alfman's theme from the first one is just iconic but i feel that this theme that they did for dead reckoning part one i think it might just be my favorite theme of all the mission impossible themes they've released um but Oh, it was just the score is fantastic. I've not had a chance to listen to it with just the score because to give a little uh to give a little lesson when in there's there's three types of sound within within the film. There's uh your monologue, sound design, and obviously your score. Um but then you also have diegetic and non-diegetic sounds, which is just a posh word for sound design basically you don't know what i mean that probably didn't make sense but you know you get what i'm getting at and it's kind of hard to listen like the score makes the film of course but it's kind of hard to take away the score and hear the score within the film because you've got other stuff going on you know you've got your sound design you've got monologues you've got diegetic and non-diegetic sounds as well um so I've not had a chance to fully listen to the score, except from the intro sequence, which is absolutely fantastic. Obviously, the theme and everything, it's great. Excuse me, forgive me. But it is... The score by Lauren Boff is fantastic. I think he did the last two... I know he definitely did Fallout. I'm not too sure if he did um, Rogue. Um, Rogue Nation, uh, to be clear, sorry. Uh, I, th- I can't remember who did that, actually. It's a hard one, but the score for this film is absolutely incredible. You know, as I said, Tom Cruise is still showing you why cinema matters and why going to the cinema matters and why these films matters. And I think it's not just because of the stunts. I really think it's because about the story and how engaging the story is and how gripping the story is because you know from start to finish it really does have you by it really does have you on edge because as i said you as the audience for me when i was watching this i was there think constantly going what's going on what's going to happen what does that mean what does this mean you know and it's the attention to detail that this film has had well, the attention to the details that these films have had, all of them, you know, it's 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 incredibly 
it's in, it's so rich and it's very engaging and it's incredible how these films have been going on since the 90s um and here we are in the 2020s with a seventh installment of 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 uh the mission impossible films and they really are it, the mission impossible franchise is probably one of the one of the best franchise in the in in cinema history of all franchises there's some there's so many great franchises out there like the matrix lord of the rings star wars uh harry potter the mcu planet uh, rise of the planet of the apes there's some really great franchise the john wick franchises as well sorry there's some great franchises in cinema and i really think that mission impossible mission impossible is among one of them as to be one of the best franchises in cinema you know the con the the consistent they they keep on just getting better they're unbelievable these films are incredible you know and the dedication that tom cruise has to these films is unbelievable i could sit and listen to tom cruise talking about these films or anything to do with cinema because he's all about it's for the audience it's for the film it's for you know it, it, everything he does is for, for for audiences like myself and you you know so it is it is fantastic dead reckoning part one really is fantastic there is one bit I, okay i can say this there's one bit towards the end where i've never had excuse me i've never been on more on the edge of my seat than i have been excuse me today sorry that i have been with that with that with the last uh section of the film i can't really go into much detail but I've never been more on the, I've never been on the edge of my seat more than I have with that. My heart was in my mouth. I I couldn't believe what I had seen. It was fantastic. You know, it was unbelievable. I kept having to like and then go, "Oh, okay." And then it's like and then you're like, "Oh god, it it probably gave me anxiety. Like I was scared. I was like, "What's going to happen?" I was like, Oh no! <laughs> you know, I really do. You, if 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 this whole, if I had the whole screen to myself, I'd probably be a bit vocal. But you know, I'm not like that, of course. But it was just incredible, absolutely incredible. But Mission Impossible: Reckoning Part One. It shows you why these films are phenomenal and it's still and it shows you why tom cruise as an actor is still making these films you know tom cruise has really shown us why this film matters and has got has probably gotten the summer blockbuster you know and what i mean by that is is that he's really they've released it at a great in a great month like you know as i said we've got barbie and oppenheimer coming out but it's it's come out and it's just it's a great time to release it you know, I remember it was going to come out last year and then they delayed it, um, which I could understand. But I'm glad it was because it was worth the wait. It was just, it really was worth the wait. It didn't let, it didn't disappoint. It was fantastic from start to finish. Stunning. It really did have me, it really did have, it really does have you gripped from the, from the opening sequence to the end. 
It's constantly asking you questions, you as the viewer. It constantly makes you think about everything. And in a way, it really does make you think as well about like who to trust and everything. You know, I can't really go into much detail as to why I said that because, you know, you'd have to watch the film to understand where I'm coming from. But with this film, it's unbelievable. It, it really is unbelievable. And Christopher McCrary and Tom Cruise, they are fantastic. Those two, I think those two are the main reasons why these last few, these last couple of films, uh, Mission Impossible films, have just been incredible and have just been getting bigger and better than and, and and been stepping and raising the bar you know um i really think hollywood could take notes from christopher mcquarrie and tom cruise and even uh other directors as well of how they do things because these stunts in these films are unlike anything you know it, it could be a cheaper way to do cgi but Instead, they they just said, like, nope, we're going to do it this practical, we're going to do this practical, we're going to do this on location. And I know I understand that these things, you know, they can be hard and everything like that, but these guys, Macquarie and Cruz, they are legends. These guys are incredible. Absolutely incredible. But this, it it is fantastic. You know, Dead Reckoning does not disappoint at all. Tom Cruise shows us why he was the perfect guy to play Ethan Hunt. The rest of the actors in this film also show you why they were the perfect guys to um, to be cast as, as their characters. I mean, they're, they're fantastic. Even the characters who have less of a prominent role in this, i.e., Vanessa Kirby, who plays the White Widow, her performance in this is fantastic. Her, you know, none of these actors are wasted. They're, you know, every actor's, every uh, character's motives in this film is shown, is, is, is fantastic. You know, it's, no one is bad. No one has a lack of uh, screen time. And whenever a, a character is on the screen, it shows you why that these characters are loved and but, but also why these actors who are playing these characters are the perfect guys to play these characters. Like Benji, Simon Pegg, he's fantastic in this as well. You know, Vig Rhymes, Luther, he's fantastic. Uh, Rebecca Ferguson, who plays Elsa, Again, fantastic. Plum Clementy, Palm, Palm Clementy. Sorry, it's a bit of a tongue twister. That even her character, you know, you'd look at her character and go, "Well, wasted potential." It's like no, her character in this was great. She was great. Everybody was great. Even Issa Morales, he was very intimidated. I was like, "Shit, I don't want to get on the bad side of him." Um. And even uh, Henry Cherney, back as Eugene Kittredge, man, he is fantastic. That bloke is a, is absolutely fantastic. No one in this film has wasted potential. He's just incredible. They're all incredible, just to point that out. 
Um, I also want to say that this I didn't realize how long this uh, how long this interv uh, interview how long this uh, episode was going to be. Uh, so forgive me uh, if you make it through all this. Then fantastic. But this is exactly why I started the podcast because I can just talk it out and get it all out. But Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. What a film, man! It is absolutely incredible. There is these as i said these films just keep excelling and just keep getting bigger and better and they're just phenomenal they really are phenomenal um they're fantastic but dead reckoning part 1 man what a roller coaster absolutely unbelievable i have to say as well that part 2 is going to be insane I'm, I mean, I'm trying to come up with some theories about part two. It's hard because this can go anywhere in terms of the story, characters. Man, it's going to be unbelievable. But it's insane. So my review on this, it was phenomenal. If you're into the Mission Impossible films, you're going to love this film. If you're not into Mission Impossible films, you're still going to love it. If you've never seen any of the other films, you're still going to love it. Basically, you're going to love it regardless. At least I think you are anyway. If you're not into spy action films, that's okay. You know? But if you are, you are going to love this film. This film is fantastic. You know, as I said, it's incredibly well written. Story is fantastic and as i've said before it's very story character driven you know and you'll know what i mean when i watch it it's just incredible it is fantastic you know as i said as i've said multiple times now that from the start to the end it never stops the pacing for a film at 163 minutes which is about two hours and 43 almost three hours never seems to drag at least not in my opinion it doesn't but it is, it's fantastic. The writing and the monologues are just brilliant. So it's fantastic. If if you can, watch it on the big screen, you can. You don't have to. I mean, I was tempted to watch this in IMAX, but I left it. Um, but if you can watch it in IMAX... Go for it. You'll have the time of your life. IMAX is fantastic. If you've never watched a film in IMAX, I would heavily recommend that. Um, I would say, if there's any recommendation recommendations I can give you for this, I would say the rest of the Mission Impossible films. Probably the Jason Bourne films, actually, because they're, they're fantastic. The Jason Bourne films... As I said then, they're, they're fantastic. Um, probably even throw in the, uh, the Bond films as well. They're really good films. But, excuse me, forgive me again. But uh, I think those are the only recommendations I could probably give uh, for Mission Impossible, for if you like Mission Impossible, you might like something else. Man from Uncle, actually I would recommend that Guy Ritchie film. But, yeah, in terms of other films, I don't really know. Those are the only ones I could probably think of that come to mind, really. 
But to wrap this up, uh, I would say that Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 is, without a doubt, a phenomenal film. And I think if you're going to watch this, you're really going to enjoy this. It's great. It's got everything you would want from within a Mission Impossible film. It's it's fantastic. Uh, there's not really much else I think I can say without, you know, as I said, going into spoiler territory. But uh, the this film is just, it's incredible. And part two, I, I think I'm going to see part one again, actually, because it was really good. Part two is going to be, um, part two is going to be insane. I have no idea where they're going to go with this in the franchise, but it's going to be absolutely incredible. And I don't think audiences are going to be ready for it. I I certainly am not ready for part two. I'll tell you that now. Um, but it's, it's going to be wild. But now to wrap this up. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 Phenomenal film um, A rating out of a 5 It's a 4.5 But I think I might just be inclined to give it a 5 Because I think it was just incredible I don't know <laughs> Not the rating out thing do it. I think I'm going to start doing it where I give ratings at 4 out of 5 For a film But Yeah So That pretty much wraps up My review and thoughts of Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Me, personally, I thought it was brilliant. Um, as I said, this is the third episode. And it's crazy that this is the third episode. As I've said before, I uh, just want to say thank you for listening. I can't tell you how much this means to me. It, it It's great that, you know, I can do something like this and just talk out my, uh, talk out my passions and just talk about films. Uh, which is wild. But I think this is better than me doing like a YouTube or a TikTok or a blog. So, yeah. Um, as I said, I hope you're all doing well and I hope you're okay. Um, episode 4 will be out tomorrow, which I will be giving my review on Elemental, which is a new uh, Disney Pixar film. And, you know, I've seen mixed reviews, but I'm really looking forward to it. Um, it just looks fantastic, because um, the last few Pixar films haven't been released in cinema, but with Elemental, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, so that will be coming out tomorrow. Uh, I think on Thursday, uh, I'm 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 a bit I'm tempted to do another one. Where I'll be giving a review of uh, Sweeney Todd and the Demon Barber on Fleet Street, the Johnny Depp film with the Tim Burton film, sorry, with Johnny Depp and Helena Bonham Carter, because I was I was I was thinking about this the other day and I thought I really want to watch Sweeney Todd. It's a great film, and then I thought, well, I might give a review on it, you know, and then there'll be five episodes. That will make it episode five. I haven't quite decided yet, but it might just be a bit of a surprise and be like. Hello, here's episode five. <laughs> so, I'm I'm doing that. But then next week, oof, if we had, if we got if I could add a drum note a drum roll into this, that'd be great. But next week, next Friday actually is Barbenheimer or Oppen Arby, whatever you want to call it. And lucky me, got to uh got to purchase my ticket 
for a 70mm IMAX showing of Oppenheimer and oh my lord I'm not ready for that film I'm I'm in the second row because it was the, when I when I uh, was ordering the tickets it was packed whole screen was packed out and this was a three o'clock showing in the afternoon I was like wow so yeah it's uh it's a wild one but it's uh, Oppenheimer and Barbie in nine in nine days, I think now, which is wild. Who would have thought that two films like that would be releasing on the same day? Hey, but it's gonna be wild. Um, so they they they'll definitely be uh that will probably make, take it to episode six and seven. Then, if not, I will take it to five and six if I don't do the uh, Sweeney Todd review. But still, but yeah, that pretty much wraps up everything uh, i wanted to get through on talk about on episode three just want to say thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this it really does mean the world to me and i appreciate it as i said before if you don't uh if you have the if you don't have it the bell alerted for notifications unavailable um you'll be the first to know when uh, i've released uh, an episode if not it's all good don't worry but yeah, that pretty much wraps up everything I've said I wanted to get out. Uh, thank you so much. It really means the world. And yeah, it's great to talk about films again. You know, coops up in work, but it's been great to talk about films with you today and give my reviews and opinion uh, and my thoughts on uh, Dead Reckoning Part 1. So I will end this by saying Dead Reckoning Part 1, don't miss it in cinemas. It is a phenomenal film. It is fantastic. It is great. You want a summer blockbuster action? Go watch it. But with that being said, just want to say thank you so much. I know I keep saying that. Thank you. And I will see you in the next episode, which will be about which will be released tomorrow. And give my review and thoughts on Elemental. So thank you so much for being here. And shall see you in the next episode. Bye-bye, my friends. Toodles. <laughs>